Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? Girl, I'm good. I ain't been doing nothing. Just chilling, watching TV, binge watching, catching up on shows, ordering pizza, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I feel like... You've been binge watching? Yes. What I, so what I'm binge watching now is half and half, and it's... And I remember watching it, like, a little bit back in the day. But it's really good. I think it used to come on, what was that, the CW? UPN? I thought it was a UPN or something, girl. Yeah, UPN. But you know what I like about shows back in the day? Like, one season was, like, 20 episodes. (laughs) But no, it's really, really good. Like, I've been watching that. And then, obviously, I've been watching, like, I've been watching a lot of cartoons, like, the Grinch and girl, why did I have my mama watching Hotel Transylvania three the other day? I'm fine. I'm sure you did. <laughs> my mama's like, you gonna look up from playing solitary tomorrow. We watching a commercial, mom. Log off <laughs> of your laptop right now. <laughs> but no, I have I'll, been. Go ahead, Britt. I was gonna say I really like that uh, Netflix decided to put some of the black shows. Yeah. on there they need to just go ahead and put like martin and all and fresh prince and everything on there but yeah. i've been i finished sister sister that used to be my show and i finished moesha i kind of tried to watch the parkers i ain't finished that one but i've been stuck on girlfriends and one-on-one is on there now so i've been watching that too i've just been getting my life yeah <laughs> one-on-one is like my once i finish watching half and half which i'll be done by tomorrow i think i'm gonna do one-on-one next and then maybe sister sister because then i've been watching like a lot of like did you watch uh twitches has been on i had my mom watching it too she's like what is this watching that's my movie and then halloween town one and two was on last week and really girl you know that was the show like that was the movie so, and I know you I know uh Hallmark is gonna stop dropping your Christmas Christmas movies soon. Listen, I just want y'all to know I will not be available <laughs> when Hallmark comes on. They're about to start Christmas movies now and my granny's already complained. I said, Look, they're gonna do this for the next three months. I don't wanna hear it. You're gonna be quiet and watch it with me. And you know, I've been seeing a lot more representation. They must have got a lot of complaints. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the Mari, sister Tia or Tamara, they're gonna be in one. I feel like they're in one every year. Yeah, Tamara's um, gonna be. She's working. I think she's in Canada right now, working on the movie. And did you know, um, that Tia, Mari, she got a contract with Lifetime to produce three Christmas movies and to star in them. And the one last year with Kelly Rowland is they're doing a part two. Boom and boom. You're welcome. Let's go, Tia. That's what I'm talking about. And I did see that one with Kelly Rowland last year. Oh, and shout out to Kelly Rowland. She looks so beautiful. She's about to have a baby, y'all. She is so cute. Yeah, I've just right. been thinking randomly, like, when's she going to have another baby? Not that it, no, let me tell you, I'm not one of them people that be pushing babies on people. But I was <laughs> randomly were, were curious. Because I, I was like, you know, her son's like, what, three or four? So yeah. She, and I only said that because, like, she wants to have more kids. 
But and right now she's on a baby moon and she's six months pregnant. I'm acting like she didn't call me and told me, y'all. I saw it on her Instagram. But <laughs> she is so cute, pregnant. Oh my yes. god! You know whose baby I want to see? Hmm. Latoya Luckett's baby. Oh yeah, she been she been hiding that baby, and I want to see what Nicki Minaj's baby. Girl, that was gonna be my next. <laughs> I want to see what her baby looks like. But you know, like I remember, like Latoya had like a lot of controversy, but I hope all that wasn't true. But I know the baby's gonna be cute. So. I hope it wasn't either. I love her, but you never know. Um, so let's get into our first segment of the day, which is dating and relationships. So Shelby, this one's kind of deep. I'm gonna just go ahead and let you know that. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about toxic traits and triggers. So, is it true, or do you think it's true, that most people have toxic traits, whether they're aware of them or not? And if so, what are your toxic traits, or what triggers you in a dating relationship? So, I think I think people either have a toxic trait or something that's just really, really annoying that nobody tells them about. Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, I think it's normal because I don't think anybody is perfect. And I think that we're always continuing to work, you know, on ourselves and to be a better person. But I think that everybody has something toxic about them or something that you don't like about them or something that's annoying. I think that's just human nature. What's Mm -hmm. my toxic trait? Um, I think my toxic trait is I let a lot of things roll off my shoulder. I think my toxic trait is I sometimes I don't like anybody that knows me knows that I don't like confrontation so I like if I think it's gonna bring up a confrontation I won't say anything so I'll let it fester and fester and fester until um you know pissed um (laughs) I think my other toxic trait is I will ghost you like I would just like if you make me mad enough I would just act like you exist don't exist and ghost you and I've recently realized that's not good um, it's not, not the healthiest thing but I think for me what triggers me is that my therapist helped me with this so <laughs> I realized that I'm a very independent type of person and I like to do things on my own and I just don't naturally trust men to do what they say they're going to do I just don't um and I don't really I don't really like asking you about it because I just feel like if you say that you're going to do something, you should do it. Because if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, you know? So I mm-hmm. think for me, let's see what triggers me. Lying, um, not doing what you said that you're going to do, being sneaky, being conniving, being like controlling. Like those are all triggers for me. And if you even show me an inch of it, I'm gone. And that's not healthy. That's, that's yeah. what I have to tell you too. So. That's what I would say to start off. What about you, Trin? But I think triggers only come from, like, you know, past experiences or hurts and pains. Like, we weren't just born with triggers, you know? Like, somebody right. did something to make you be like, uh-uh, I feel like you lying. So, right. um, for me, I do definitely think that people, we most people, if not all, have some sort of toxic trait, whether they believe it or not, or they are aware of it or not. For me, um... <clears throat> I guess one of my toxic things, my my big one that comes to mind is like overthinking. So like I'm always stuck between overthinking about something and now nah, you got a point, sis. Like, do I bring it up or not? Kind of like what you said, like I'll let that fester until because I'm, I'm sitting here festering and overthinking on it rather than just confronting it right then and there. I'll hold on to it. I'll overthink it. And then 
you get the laundry out the out the dryer the wrong way and I blow up on you. And you're like, wait, that, what you really mad about? Right. Well, let me tell you, on August 27th, <laughs> so that would be one of mine because like, right. I just overthink. I, I battle with myself a lot, like, you know, kind of pick your battles. Like, should I bring this up? Should I not? You know, things like that. So I think another one too, which is petty, is like, if I'm mad at you, kind of like what you said, Shelby, I won't, I won't necessarily ghost, but like, I'll put you on do not disturb, but then I get pissed. I check my phone to see if you disturb me, then get pissed that you didn't disturb me. And then right. I'm going to detach from you. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's so, that's, that's not good. <laughs> so, um, and I think one of my biggest triggers just because coming from or being in a relationship in the past where I've been like lied to or cheated on and stuff like that. I, the one thing that really grinds my gears is if I call you and you don't answer, okay, cool. You don't answer, but you immediately text me. I don't like that. And, but you don't call me back. I don't like that. It's, it's, it's different if you're at work or something. Like I'm probably not going to call you if I know you at work, but like, if I know you ain't doing nothing and I call you, you don't pick up, but you won't text me talking about some, Hey, what's up? But then you never call me back. No, mm-mm. Don't like it. Triggered. Girl, let me can I add something to that? Why are we adding yes. that? If you call me and you if I call you, you don't pick up. But I see you on social media. I'm there we go. Yep. That's the quickest way. Yep. For me to be I can't think of her name, but for me to be like Cleo and set it off. Let me tell you something. That's the quickest way of pissing me off. Seriously. Yes. Like I dated someone most recently and like he used to do that all the time and didn't see a problem with it. And I would it would really make me mad. That's a tricky yes. thing because it's like it makes you like I feel like it goes with like okay like you don't have time for me but you got time to talk to these hoes that's probably in your DM like right. that's the right. problem for me like I think it just makes you for me it makes me feel like I'm not enough or like you're not respecting me because it takes nothing to send a text message it takes nothing to call me back and be like hey I didn't have a good day today can I talk to you tomorrow right or hey can we text i'm not in the toxic mood and i think for me i've learned that a lot of times it comes down when people have toxic traits i think a lot of times or at least i'll speak for myself i think for myself i think a lot of times we don't really know or i haven't really we don't always know how to bring that up to someone or how to communicate that to someone because like you said i think we all have toxic traits but for me if there's something toxic within me that you don't like and it's something that's manageable that I can fix or something that's manageable that I can work on. Tell me, talk to me about it, communicate to me, tell me how you feel and we can work through it. But I think sometimes we get so frustrated or we get so mad or I get so mad and frustrated sometimes that I don't want to talk about it. But I think we forget that we have to essentially train people to be what we need them to be. Like, people can't read minds. Like, you can't read my mind. I can't read his mind. He don't know that that set me off because Sarah let him do that. But you're not going to sit here on social media with this green light and ignore me. That's not what we're going to ever do. (laughs) Active now. (laughs) I know. But, like, I think that we have to learn how to communicate our feelings. And I think that when you communicate that you don't like something that somebody that's doing is toxic, I think the way they, re- first of all, I think it's all in the approach. I think there's a certain way to say things. Obviously, just don't go up yelling and different things like that if you can help it. But I'm saying, like, I feel like as long as you deliver it in a respectful and kind way, I would say, like, when you deliver that or you talk to somebody about something that makes you uncomfortable or you know their toxic traits, watch how they respond to you. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it has to be fixed tomorrow, but I'm saying, are you making steps to acknowledging how I feel, to make me feel safe, to make me feel secure, to make me feel like you really want us to be together? Because if you are, I can work with you working through it, just like I would want you to work with me working through it. But if right. you disregard my feelings, if you try to make me feel like I'm crazy, if you try to make, oh, this is my favorite one, but it's not. If you try to make me feel like I'm overreacting, Girl. Houston, we got a problem. Like, I think that you have to, I think that you have to watch how people hold you and watch how people respond and watch how people treat you after you bring things up. Because another trigger for me is if I talk to you about something and I'm not being rude, I'm not being mean, I'm not yelling, I'm not coming at you crazy, but I'm actually expressing how I feel, but you try to make me feel like I'm crazy or that I'm overreacting or that it's not a big deal, that is a really big trigger for me. Because I feel like one job that your partner should make you feel is safe, secure, Mm -hmm. like you can talk to them. Because if I can't talk to you about, you know, you being on social media and you ain't talking to me, what about if you lose your job? What about if we find no bills? What about when somebody messes with my baby at the playground and I got to kill him? Like, what about <laughs> those things? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Um, but what about those things? Like, if we're in the beginning stages of our relationship and I can't even talk to you about your behavior and we can't figure out a solution for that, that's a problem. And I think sometimes when we see people display toxic traits I think sometimes we tend to head for the hills because we see patterns but I would like to say that I try to give people the benefit of the doubt you got one time with me yeah it's it's crazy because like one of my I guess toxic things is like I was saying overthinking like I'm always in my head about something so like I will put two and two together and just believe whatever I come up with and so then when I explode on you if I explode on you or I'm I'm bringing up what you know maybe I'm not exploding but maybe I'm calm and I'm talking to you and you just giving me a nonchalant attitude like you don't care that's just gonna make me explode so that that would be one of my triggers because I need to feel like I'm being hurt like you hear what I'm saying and it's not even that I care about an apology necessarily I just want to see you change your behavior like if I say this actually bothers me this is what triggers me I you know because for me to even bring it up to this person I have thought about it I have taken it digested it thought about it and then brought it to that person so if I bring it to that person and they're like well I don't know what you're talking about why didn't you just tell me when it happened well I had to think about it first because I didn't know if I was gonna kill you if I was gonna let you fly but (laughs) I needed time to digest everything and think about it so for me I'm just learning to like if if I need to take some time to think about something, like don't overthink it to where I'm just starting to make up scenarios in my head that ain't even true. Like stick to the facts, stick to what I know to be true and then bring it up. Don't just be adding two and two together and doing all the toxic stuff because that's just going to make myself even more upset. Right. So, you know, I'm working on it. You know, I'm recognizing that Same. got some toxic traits up in there, but. um. Right. Who would have thought? Not me, but whatever. <laughs> Everybody got something, so. Right. Um, All right, so let's keep it moving on to our next segment, which is the journey. Um, So this is where Shelby and I will discuss something pertaining to all things melanin or just being Black women professionals out here doing it big. So um, today we'll just talk about um, how to know when it's time to elevate or make a change. So there are many people who are comfortable with where they are right now without the challenge of like elevating to the next level, whatever that may be. So 
when do we know it's time to elevate or make a change in your career goals? This is whether it's your passion or your nine to five job. How do we know when it's time to make that change? I feel like I feel like I always know because I always get uneasy. Like it consumes my thoughts. It cons- it consumes my free time. And I feel like I feel like when I get to a place in my career where I'm stagnant where I'm not growing, where I feel like I'm not being challenged, where there's no room for growth, that's Mm -hmm. kind of my signal to me that I need to move around, that I need more. Because I feel like if when I stay in environments that don't cater to my growth or don't cater to who I am, I feel like it puts a damper on my mood. I feel like it puts a damper on my growth. And I feel like it puts a damper on me overall. Um, I think... And I just think that, like, when it's time to elevate, I feel like you know deep down in your gut that it's time for you to move around. But yeah. I feel like sometimes we get so comfortable and complacent because I think that a lot of times, just in general, as women, we're taught, you know, to go to school, to get married, to have babies, and to get a med- and to have a mediocre life with the with the white picket fence and kids and a husband that's gonna support you. Let's just be honest, especially for me being from a really small town. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But I think that if you're yearning for more and you want more and you think there's more out there for you, I think that that's, I feel like that's your clue. Because yeah. everybody doesn't want that. Everybody doesn't have that feeling and yearning. And I say that because there have been times when I have talked to people that mindset isn't necessarily as big and ambitious and as ambitious as mine. You know, like they've even told me, like, I don't get that feeling. Like, I'm okay with this. And I think that if it's something that's consuming you, if it's something that you're thinking about, it's something that you feel in your gut, I feel like you always know when it's time to move around. But I think what's going to separate you is, like, you just have – I feel like if you have that feeling, you have to have the faith in yourself to make that jump. Because if you don't – let me tell you something. God gets real dramatic with me. I don't know about you, Erica, but he be getting really dramatic with me. Girl, yes. And (laughs) – One thing I've learned that if you don't jump or move or do what God is urging you to do, he will make something so dramatic happen to where you have to do it, to where you have to move, to where you have to pursue things. So I'd encourage you, if you can do it on your own, probably going to be less painful than when God got to do it. Yes, that's definitely, you know what, that need to be on a (laughs) t-shirt. It'll probably be less painful. (laughs) Girl. Oh. I think that's a great point. Um, I have had like this conversation with some like acquaintances and they all worked at the same job, right? So mm-hmm. obviously I couldn't relate because I didn't work with them, but they were just, the only conversations that they had were about their job, their positions at work, which no shade. I mean, if you love your job like that, that's cool, but it was a corporate nine to five job and I've been corporate before and it's just, it's just not my thing. But I just couldn't relate to their conversation because I feel like for me, I'm used to talking ideas or, or like bigger or better right. dreams in the creative space. And it's just like, I was just sitting there like, wow, y'all really, this is all y'all really see yourselves doing. I mean, not that I'm saying that's a bad thing, but for me, I just couldn't relate to it. Cause I'm like, I, that's, I don't want to be there forever. Like, right. I, I just don't. So I, so there's nothing wrong with people liking where they are, but at the same time, I think people are just comfortable at doing, going through the motions, doing the everything, everyday job. They don't have to be challenged to do anything. Have you ever been at, at work and you ask somebody to do something? And they're like, oh, that's not my job. Like, 
it's that kind of thing like oh it's too much for you to do something outside of your comfort zone right that's what I'm trying to say and so I think for for me how I know that it's time to move around it's like I like I kind of mentioned before like just if I'm first of all if I'm dreading getting up and going to work it's time for me to go if I am bored it's time for me to go if I'm just going through the motions it's time for me to go if there's nowhere to move up or move around or no lateral movements it's time for me to go um if I'm not improving my skill set it's time for me to go right um and also just being it's very easy to just get complacent like you said like if it's if especially if it's a situation where it's easy money you just show up do what you got to do and go home it could be you know, some people are like, well, well, I got my check and that's it. But when you have like such a bigger vision for yourself, you will be unsettled. And like Shelby said, it'll be something to where you have to move. Like you have no choice. So um, I think, what do you think it is about our blog though? How we, for all things melanin, like how do we know when it's time to like change or, or make a change or elevate or something like that? I'm trying to I think. think- I guess for me, if I feel like we're not serving our mission of our why, of our purpose, our of propelling, you know, women forward, of telling their stories, of making them feel encouraged, I just feel like if our audience and our base isn't getting what we set out to give them, then it's time to make a change. I feel like if we feel underwhelmed if we're not inspired if we're not motivated if we're not wowed by the content that we're putting out it's time for a change and I just feel like if people aren't necessarily responding or engaging with us like they used to then that signals a change for me what do you think oh I think you nailed it on the head um I was just gonna touch on the redundancy thing like if you just feel like it's just kind of the same thing Mm-hmm. Um, and it's time to like regroup. But I think one of our strengths is we always make sure we do regroup, whether right. that's quarterly or however we feel like we need to like sit down and figure out some different ideas of what we can do. Um, so I think that that's a good thing that we we can recognize is when to make a change because some people are just scared to make a change. But then also, if you're doing your passion, don't change just because you feel like everybody else is changing something. Like if it's right. working for you, then let it keep working. Don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Type of right. Thing. Oh. So, yeah, I would totally agree, obviously, about what you said. So um, let's keep it moving to our <clears throat> mentor moment. Uh, this is where we read a listener letter that was submitted to us, and then we'll give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Erica and Shelby. I'm having an issue with letting certain friendships, relationships, and business relationships go. I always feel like, I always feel the need to have closure about a situation, and if I don't feel that I have closure I hold on to it and eventually causes me to stress out and I get exhausted from trying to mend what's broken so how can I learn to let go or move on from a situation with no closure do you have any advice so one thing that I've learned in my lifetime is that you're not always gonna get closure from people yeah and that can be for a variety of reasons, but sometimes situations don't really end well. Sometimes you're not agreeing. And a lot of times people are, I, I think I've told you this, Erica, people are just really selfish. And a lot of times people don't think that they did anything wrong and they think that they, they're perfect patties. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I've learned that I'm always not going to get closure. 
what I'm more concerned about is having peace. Yeah. Because I feel like you can get closure and closure. And I think a lot of people equate closure to having a closing conversation with somebody. But I've had times where I've had a closing conversation with somebody and I don't know about you, but I left the conversation pissed. I left the conversation like I didn't get anything out of this or, you know, I felt attacked or misunderstood or like nothing was getting accomplished. So I think sometimes it really depends on what you're equating closure to. But I have found in my experience that a lot of people equate closure to in a conversation. Um, And then I think another part of it is if you're wanting closure, you have to be, you have to be in a position in the friendship or relationship where that other person wants closure as well. And y'all want Mm -hmm. that closure in the same way. But you have to be in a good space mentally and emotionally for that. Because I think a lot of times when we try to get closure, we're not ready to have the tough and honest conversations that we need to have to have closure. There have been times where I have gotten closure years later, you know, when Mm -hmm. I talked to someone or, you know, followed up with someone. I'm like, I had a cousin that we used to be super, super close. And we fell out and we didn't talk for like six years. We didn't necessarily get close until six years later, but in those six years, we had changed, we had developed, we had calmed down, and we were in a space where we could have grown-up conversations and be honest and open with each other. Had we had that conversation six years ago, we still wouldn't be talking because we weren't ready. But I think that sometimes when you're in situations where, you know, you need to let go or you need to overcome something, I think you have to see where you are mentally and emotionally like is this person draining you is this person taking advantage of you is this person you know not ready to give you what you need and I don't think necessarily it's important to have closure all the time I think it's more important to have peace and I think for me I've learned peace for me is doing what I need to do to be healthy mentally and emotionally and to love myself Mm -hmm. I think it's more important to have peace and I think that you have to decide what part, what point you are in your life and what and evaluate the situation and evaluate the other person's situation. Like, you know, if you talk to somebody, is it going to be a big blow up? I think if it's, you know it's going to be a big blow up and nothing's going to get accomplished, I think it's more important to have peace, you know? Right. If you talk to this person and they can't, you already know they're not going to be able to take accountability because they don't think they did anything, it's more important to have peace. So I think that you have to assess where you are and assess where they are and assess, you know, is it worth opening up all these wounds to get closure? Because I've learned that sometimes closure does not bring you what you think it's going to bring you sometimes. You don't always get what you want to get out of closure. And it's not always fair, but it's life. So I just think that you have to... I think that you have to do what's best for you. What's going to bring you peace? What's going to bring you comfort? What's going to bring you more joy? And one thing I've learned, whether you get closure or not, when you let go of the things that hold you back and the things that bring strife and heartache and burdens and weariness to your life, when you let go of the things that no longer serve you and that no longer need to be attached to you, let me tell you something. You'll feel so much lighter, and God will open up a floodgate of opportunities, a floodgate of peace, a floodgate of happiness. Because sometimes the very thing that's holding us back are people that we are people that are boo boo that we've known for eight or ten years. Like boo boo was just supposed to be for you in kindergarten. Not for you all your life. (laughs) But you asked me. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a uh, great advice. And I think um, you noted on the head when you say you probably will not have closure. So I think that closure sometimes is our excuse to leave that door open that needs to be closed. And so um, for me, an example was I was friends with someone years ago and they did something so detrimental to the friendship to where I still cared about them so much that I tried to leave that friendship door open and they actually took that opportunity and I realized I wasn't over the situation so really it was just hurting me and hurting me and hurting me to still be in relationship with this friend you know what I mean right so I was like no you have to let this go another thing that we got to remember is even if you never you first of all okay we stated that we have to learn to let it go without hearing I'm sorry or I apologize or whatever right but we cannot hold on to it we cannot hold grudges either because really holding a grudge against somebody, that's just hurting yourself. Right. And um, because honestly, if you let it go, you have to, because most of the time that person is not, has like moved on with their life. They're not even thinking about you being hurt about the situation. They done right. moved on and living their life while you over here crying. So you have to get into a space where you can forgive that person. Because one thing I have learned is when someone hurts you, they cannot heal you. There's literally nothing that that person can do to heal you from what happened. So, so, and I think that that's what we try to do is like, oh, you hurt me. Um, What are you going to do about it? Like people don't have that power. Now it's your, your choice to forgive. And sometimes you can be like, yeah, I forgive you, but you still going to be mad. You can forgive somebody and not, you know, you can and, and you can love them from a distance. You don't have to rekindle the business relationship or the friendship or relationship. Um, so and then also I think at the end of the day, once you finally have the the strength to move on without closure, eventually you will look back and you will see why you had to let it go. Right. I, I always believe that I mean in retrospect we understand, oh well that's why that had to happen or that's why we had to no longer be friends. So, right. So, yeah, I would just say let it go because it's already exhausting this person and holding on to it is only stressing you out. And um, that person really doesn't owe you any type of closure. You may feel like they do, but really, what can they say to make the, the situation change? So, I would say just let it go and try to move on um, without expecting anything from that person. Well, Erica, you just preached to me. Uh, let me know when you want me to pass the collection plate around. Um, well, let's start in the back. Ushers, come on, get into your aisle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you guys have any questions like this and that you want us to answer, you want me to preach about, send us any. Send us an email at allthingsmelaninTV at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So we're going to leave you today with words of encouragement. And this is real short and sweet, but it comes from Proverbs 31, 25. It says, she is clothed with dignity and strength. She will laugh at the days to come. So I decided to share this Bible verse today because it has been like weighing heavy on me when I feel like some sometimes we feel like we're unworthy of certain things or situations or that we're not good enough. But we always remember, like, even in this Proverbs um, chapter, um, God is saying that always remember that you are worth more than rubies. 
So I feel like sometimes we just get so caught up in society and looking at what other people are doing or what other people look like or what other people have, other people bought their house at 20 years old. Like, and you start to compare yourself and you start to feel like you don't have, like you start to feel like weaker or whatever. And I just feel like this is a great um, first to just keep always keeping your mind if you ever feel like you're unworthy of certain things. Um, that you do have the dignity and you do have the strength and you'll last at the days to come. So if anybody's making you feel this way, right? I, you have to remember what you're worth. And I think that's the most important. We, we rely on people to tell us what we worth. No, you let them know what you're worth. Um, so what do you think, friend? How does that resonate with you? Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that you've said. I'm just going to add like one tiny thing. This verse just really just reminds me that God makes no mistakes when he made us. Like, I think a lot of times, especially being women, like, you know, we always say like, oh, what if I wish I had longer hair, clearer skin or bigger butt or bigger boobs or just all these different things um, that are material. But this verse just reminds me that God didn't make any mistakes. God gave everything that God, God equipped us with exactly what we needed to carry out our purpose on this earth. And I just want to remind everybody that you don't have to go pretend to be anybody else. You don't have to go, you know, pretend to do anything else that you have everything within you to do what God called you to do. Yes. Come on. Pastor. (laughs) Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, lead on out with prayer. Everyone bow your heads and close your eyes. Um, so dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace, your favor, your protection. And we want to pray for everyone listening to this podcast episode. We want to pray that everyone understands their worth and that their worth comes from you and that their, their worth is more than rubies, like you said. And please give me, please give everyone the strength to continue on. We know that times are hard. We know that people are dealing with a lot of overwhelming things, but God, please take the burdens off of them. Please give them rest. Please give them peace. Please give them joy, things that no one can take away from them. And please show them something this week that is a blessing that surpasses anything that they've ever even believed for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.